Praise Him, and welcome to the Believe Right, Live Right podcast. I'm Eugene Hill, Senior Pastor of Kingdom Recovery Ministry, located in Phoenix City, Alabama, where we believe if you can change what you believe, you can change your life. Christianity is not about right doing, it's about right believing. Transformation takes place when you believe. What Jesus did on the cross is powerful. When you believe, it can and it will change your life. We call it the good life, the grace life, excelling in every area of life. Father God has a life-changing word just for you today. Are you ready? Let's get right to it. Grateful soul, thankful, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord God, to be gathered together in your name, Lord, to hear what thus saith the Lord, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for being in our midst, because your word says where two or three of us are gathered together, there you are in the midst. So, Father, we acknowledge your presence right now. We acknowledge your power, your anointing, your grace, and we just ask that you have your way in this place on tonight, Lord. You you think through our minds. You speak through our vocal cords. Lord, let it be all of you and none of us in this place. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. <coughs> amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, Pastor has been talking to us about reset. He's been talking to us about process. Amen. amen. And so tonight God wants to, to talk to us from this subject, starting anew with God. Reset your Christian journey. Starting anew. Anew means um, afresh, to start over. That's what anew means. So God is saying to us, start anew, start afresh, start over with me. Reset your Christian journey. People, you know, I don't really need to tell you this, but I'm just, I just come to, to let you know times are changing and people are changing. And guess what? Technology is moving very, very fast. It is. Okay? See, that old-time religion where I go to church and I listen to the preacher and I get a few goosebumps, that's no longer good enough. Somebody say, that's no longer good enough. In fact, church, y'all, as we once knew it, it's no longer good enough. Because, see, the, the, the young people, the young generation that's coming along, that's just not going to get it for them. Very, very quickly, I was looking at a movie, a documentary, whatever you want to call it, about Spotify. And the young man had the idea of free music. And so he wanted to uh, create an app where people could stream it for free, not have to pay for it. And so he went to the business, um, the music industry executives, um, with his idea. And when they heard free music, they immediately rejected his idea. Because all they could see was, we're going to be losing money. We're going to be losing money. And so the, uh, he went to several music executives, Sony, uh, whoever, all these people who have licenses to music rights. 
He went to them. And like I said, the only thing they could see is they would no longer be able to sell CDs. They would no longer be able to sell what uh, records or albums or uh, even cassette tapes or whatever. That's all they saw was that they're going to be losing money. And so he, he didn't give up. He kept going to them and presenting his idea. And finally, uh, he was someplace with one of the music executives and his assistant uh, was there because she's the one who set up the meeting for him to meet this CEO of, I believe it was Sony at that time. And so the man's son was there. The man's son, he might have been a little younger than Elijah. But anyway, the, the, the CEO rejected the idea like everybody else always had. And so as they were walking out, he let her know, I appreciate you, you know, being able to set up this meeting for me. She said, you know what? She said, what's going to happen is his generation is going to reject it. She said, but his son, they're going to be the generation to bring it in. And I'm saying all that to say technology is moving very fast and young people are moving with technology. Religion, that old way of church, that's just not going to work for them. God is doing a new thing. I don't see the whole picture, but I know it's changing. Amen. I know that it is changing. And so we have to to change with it. We got to start over. Amen. We have to reset the status quo. Amen. Church as we knew it, even life y'all as we knew it, it's no longer the same. There's God is doing a startup. <laughs> That's what they call it. When you come up with a new idea, God's doing a startup in church. He's saying start over. Amen. And so what he's saying to us tonight, starting anew with him, reset your Christian journey. What God is saying, he wants, in other words, there's a lot of us that have been in church a long, long time, but God wants us to grow up. Somebody say grow up and mature. In fact, pastor wants us to grow up as well. Let's turn to this scripture. I want to show you this in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, because Jehoshaphat, who is uh, the king of Judah, he is uh, making a plea, if you will. Uh, he's pleading with the, the people of Israel. If you have your Bibles, turn to that 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 2 Chronicles 2020. He's crying out to the people, and God wants us to grow up. He wants us to mature. So, Pastor is, is saying the same thing to us when, he, when he's pleading with us, when he's saying the same thing over and over and over again through Pastor. Read your Bible. Get in the Word. Uh, spend some quiet time with God. Study the Word. That's God talking to us, y'all. Let's read this together. We're going to read King James and Amplified. We're going to read all these scriptures very, very quickly, y'all, because we only have a few minutes. Ready? Read. And they rose early in the morning, and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so, ye, so shall ye prosper. Amen. Believe the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets. And you will prosper. Let's see if the Amplified just brings out a little more light on that. I believe it is in that last part. 
Amen. Ready? Read. And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe and remain steadfast to his prophets, and you shall prosper. Amen. He said, remain steadfast. Amen. To his, to his prophets, and you shall prosper. And, and see, what has happened is, um, God wants us to mature. God wants us to depend on him. And in fact, to be honest with you, God wants you to totally depend on him. Amen. See, the prophets are just to get you started. Mm -hmm. The preachers are just to, to jumpstart you. All right. the, the preachers, and in fact, the church, if you will, it's like training wheels. Amen. God wants you to grow up. See, even in the natural, if your children don't grow up, that's a problem. Amen. See, it's a problem if you if they get to be 30, if they get to be 40, if they get to be 50 years old and still in your house, that's a problem in the natural. And so it is in the, in the natural, so it is in the spirit. God is saying he wants the spiritual babies to grow up. What do you mean grow up, pastor? Grow up where you no longer have to really depend on the pastor or depend on the prophet. Amen. See, God wants a personal relationship with you. With you. That's what he means when he says in Hebrews that uh, when he's talking about the new covenant, he says, I will write my laws upon their hearts. He said, you know, so that they need not any man teach them. God wants your relationship with him to be so close and so personal. Amen. That He's the one that's leading and guiding you. Amen. Amen. That you're not running to the pastor. You're not running to the prophet like, what does this mean? And pray for me and all that. But it's okay for babies to do that. Mm. But it's time to grow up. Look at your neighbor. Say, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. Amen. It's time to grow up. Amen. We're going to look at Psalm 91 verses 1 through 2. Turning your Bibles there. Because God wants you to depend on him. Not the prophet, because what the prophet's job is, or the preacher's job is, is to point you to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Somebody say, they point me to Jesus. They're, they're, they don't, you know, they're not supposed to, let me say it like that, point you to themselves. Their job is to point you to Jesus. But I submit to you, uh, the church, that old time religion, if you will, uh, that old paradigm, we put too much focus on the preacher and on the, on the pastors. I, and I'm not saying they intentionally did it, but it was, it was being done in many cases where the, the people had their eyes on the preacher. The people had their eyes on the prophet or the people had their eyes on the preacher. And it's their job to point you to Jesus. I just came tonight to tell you to look to Jesus. Look to him. Amen. Psalm 91 verses 1 through 2, it speaks of intimacy. It speaks of closeness, intimacy, like, you know, a husband and wife, they are intimate with one another. They real close to one another. 
Amen. And God wants us to be close to him. Mm -hmm. Let's read that together. We're going to read King James Amplified back to back. Ready? Read. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Amen. The Amplified reads, Go ahead. He that who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On Him I lean and rely, and in Him I confidently trust. Amen. See, all of this, dwelling in the secret place, amen, staying under God's shadow, amen, that's a place that's speaking of closeness. See, God wants you so close to Him, amen, that really nothing can get to you. Because it would have to go through God to get to you. Amen. Amen. And so when we say dwell, it means to live, to habitate, to stay there. Amen. Shadow speaks of closeness. Amen. When, when, I, when I say shadow, as I'm standing to this chair, next to this chair, my shadow is on this chair. That's because I'm close to this chair. My shadow is not on the chair at the back of the room because I'm not that close to it. So when God is saying, you know, under my shadow, that means you real close to him. Mm -hmm. Amen. You real close to him. But and that's the way he wants us to be. He wants us to be close to him. He wants us to depend on him. Amen. Not not the pastor, not the preacher. Nothing wrong with the pastor and the preacher. They got a job to do. As I say, what's their job to point you to Jesus? He doesn't want you to depend on your job, mm -hmm. on your career. Not definitely not on the doctor. Amen. Amen. God wants you to depend on him. Yes. Amen. He wants you close to him so you can listen to him and follow him. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to um, another scripture because I want to just give you some uh, practical things tonight, if you will. Practical steps because remember a process is a series of steps. Amen. That you take to achieve a particular end. So as we're talking about Christian journey, we understand that journey is a process. You don't just get there all at once. Right. Amen. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let me just say this right quick. Yes, you are saved. Your spirit man is saved. So it's not a process to be saved. Amen. It's a process to live this Christian life, to live this grace life that God has called for us to live. In other words, when you receive Jesus, yes, you are saved, going to heaven, you know, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, over yonder, by and by. But this process that we're talking about, this journey, is this life that you're living now, down here on earth. And see, I don't know about you, I don't want to live in hell down here talking about, I'm going to have everything after a while over yonder, by and by. I need some things yeah, now. I know that's right. Y'all see what I'm saying to you? Mm -hmm. We need a, a lot of things now, okay, not just something. Lord. We need a lot of, there's not going to be no sickness in heaven. So I won't need healing there. All right. Amen. Y'all see what I'm saying? We need these things now. Yeah. And this is what God is saying, it's time to grow up. Amen. It's time to mature. It's time to grow in the things of God. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Where are we at? Um, Proverbs. Proverbs 3. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 3, 
verse number 6. Because as we're talking about growing up and resetting your Christian journey, just a few practical uh, applications, if you will, right here. First one right here, Proverbs 3, 6. Let's read that together. Ready, read. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. All right, Amplified. The Amplified says, In all your ways know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. See, what we have to do, we have to acknowledge to mm -hmm. God, basically, that we've gotten off on the wrong track. That we've gotten off the, the, the beaten path. Y'all know what I'm saying? See, it's okay to admit. To acknowledge means to admit the, the truth of something, the existence of it. So it's okay to admit to God, Lord, you know, somewhere down the line, I, I just track. got on the wrong track. All right. Or somewhere down the line, Lord, I got off the right track. Y'all know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. See, you and, and you got to acknowledge and admit that to God. Amen? Because then when you can see uh, that you need help, then you can get help. Amen? Right. Hallelujah. But if you walk around, I ain't, I ain't heard what Pastor said. I ain't got off the wrong track. I'm doing good. Okay, then. Can't help you. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Yes. You have to admit it. You have to acknowledge God, I, I somewhere got did, made the wrong turn. Let me just say it like that. Somewhere I messed up, Lord. And so God uh, wants you to come to him, acknowledge that you strayed. Amen. See, this is crucial. It's important that you acknowledge that. Amen. And you do this through, you know, through prayer and, and letting a man examine himself. You know where you are. You have to examine where you are. You have to examine where your life is going. Amen. And then if, it, if, it's, if it's not where you feel God needs you to be, just acknowledge that. Go to the Lord. Amen. Lord, I, I somewhere I got down, I went on the wrong route. Okay? So Proverbs is just simply saying, acknowledge God mm -hmm. in all your ways. Let's go to uh, another one of these practical steps in renewing or resetting our Christian journey. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2.15. Second Timothy chapter two, verse number 15, because God wants us, you know, when you, when you acknowledge that, then it's time to get on back on the right track. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and second Timothy two fifteen gives us these instructions. Ready? Read. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let's go to the Amplified. Ready? Read. Study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God, approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, Correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling, and skillfully teaching the word of truth. That's good right there. See, when you acknowledge to the Lord some kind of way, Lord, I've gotten off on the wrong track. You know, I need to get back on the right track. That's, that's you uh, resetting your journey. 
You are reconnecting to God. Amen. And the way to reconnect to him is through the word. Somebody say through the word. Amen. So you reconnect with God through his word. Amen. You got to take time to study. You got to take time to listen to what Jesus is saying to you. You got to be like Mary. The last couple of days in our devotional, it's talked about the, uh, the, the need for part. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. It's talked about that, that part that Jesus, Jesus. acknowledged. Amen. In other words, Martha was running around. You know, them two sisters, Mary and Martha. Martha was running around trying to fix Jesus some food and worrying about how, taking care of the house and all this kind of stuff. And Mary just sat down at Jesus' feet. And Martha got mad about that. Like, and she went to Jesus and said, my sister, you see what she's doing? Tell her to come over here and help me. And Jesus, <laughs> Jesus told her, Mary has chosen the good part. In other words, you worried about a whole lot of stuff, Martha, that really you shouldn't be worried about. Amen. Mary sat at Jesus' feet to hear. Then you depending on you. You're not depending on the Lord. Amen. Amen. God wants us to reconnect with him through the word. Study. Show yourself approved. And I love the way the Amplified says here. It says, who has no cause to be ashamed. You can correctly analyze and accurately divide, rightfully handle, and skillfully teach the word of truth. Amen. That's when you study. That's when you really get in there and you get close to God. He's going to teach you stuff and tell you uh, things and open up your eyes to see things like you've never seen them before. You know, you can have read the same scripture a hundred times. But when you really get in that uh, place of that secret place we talked about in Psalm 91, where you're really, really close to the Lord and you are meditating on his word, he's going to open up your eyes. He's going to pull the veil that you can see some stuff that you never saw before, even in the same scripture that you read a hundred times before. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. That's what Jesus meant when he said, behold, I come in the volume of the book, the volume. A lot. Amen. We got to go. Let's go to um, Second Chronicles again. Because once we acknowledge that we've gotten off on that wrong track, y'all, we got to repent. You know, that's, that's the acknowledging that I don't went wrong somewhere, Lord, and ask the Lord to forgive us. Amen. And so what Second Chronicles is telling us, yes, yeah, saying believe the Lord and we'll, uh, he'll establish us and believe prophets. And, and we shall prosper. But what God is saying here, he wants us to see also in this scripture is to uh, seek accountability. Be accountable to somebody. Pastor said this on Sunday. He said, well, if you can't listen to me, then you got to find somebody you can listen to. Somebody you can be accountable to. Amen. See, it's, 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 it's good for us to be accountable to one another. Amen. Because iron sharpens iron. We can help each other. But if, if you like this out there on your own, yeah, I can stay at home and read my Bible. Well, you're just a maverick. You're out there doing your own thing. But we can seek accountability from other Christians, y'all. You need to, you know, like, like Pastor said, if, if you can't find it here, then you need to find a church. Find a pastor, someone that you can submit to. Someone that you can be accountable to. Because everybody needs accountability. What's, what's accountability like, Pastor? Accountability is like when you're raising children and you give them boundaries. 
you give them limitations. Because if not, America is just way out there on their own doing anything and everything. And that's not necessarily good. Not when they are in a growing state. Because that's your job, to teach them and to show them. Amen? And so here what we're talking about, about <clears throat> believe in the Lord your God and then believe his prophets, you'll prosper. Their job, remember I said the prophet's job, is to point, point you, you to Jesus. To Jesus. So their job is to tell you the right thing, to tell you the right way. Amen? Amen? That's their job. So what God is saying is find somebody that you can be accountable to, that you can answer to. Accountable means to answer to somebody. Okay. The obligation or willingness to accept responsibility for your actions. See, you, when you're accountable to somebody, then you got to be responsible to that person. You know what I'm saying? And account for whatever decisions or actions you've taken. Not necessarily like somebody standing over you, you will do this or you will do that. But no, someone that, uh, that can tell you, my bishop used to say it like this, that your breath stink. <laughs> for real. You know, you need people in your life that will tell you what's true. true. Truth, yes. Amen. Someone that you can be accountable to. There's nothing wrong with being accountable. Ain't nobody trying to necessarily tell you what to do. We're just trying to show you the right way. Amen. Let's go to our last scripture here. 2 Corinthians 5.17 talks about being a new creature in Christ. Because as we are resetting our journey with Christ, as we are starting afresh with God, amen, we're starting over, we are starting anew then we have to take the steps in this process. We got to make changes in our lives. Amen. We got to change some habits. We got to uh, change some behaviors. Amen. We got to make a new commitment to God. Somebody say a new commitment. Ready, read. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amplified. <clears throat> Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. I love the fresh and the new. I'm serious now. I love the fresh and the new. It says, uh, if any man be in Christ. So how many of you are in Christ tonight? Amen. Then that means that old stuff has passed away. The fresh and new has come. God's saying it's okay for it to start afresh. It's okay to start anew. That's the good thing about God. Y'all, he never gives up on you. He never kicks you to the curb. Even when, you know, you're, you've gone wrong or you've gone astray, you know, God doesn't just kick you to the curb and say, I tried to tell him. No, he gives you another chance. Amen. He gives you another chance. He wants you to depend on him, to trust in him. Amen. Understanding that this grace life, this life where we can excel in every area of life, this life where we enjoy the free favors of God, his favor, his blessings, his wisdom, his peace, his love, that's a process. Amen. And it, it, some of it is determined by the decisions, the choices that you make. Amen. 
I don't know about you. I want to I want to live this good life. Amen. And and you know the thing about the resetting, maybe um sometimes maybe you just need to reset a certain area. Mm. Y'all know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe um let's see. Let's say you know you've been coming to church, you know. You've been listening coming to Bible study and listening to the pastor as he preached the word, but you haven't been doing your own individual Bible studies or prayer time or quiet meditation time. So that just means reset that area. Y'all see what I'm saying? Maybe yes, the whole thing is not messed up, but just reset what needs to be reset. Hallelujah. Our God is a good God, y'all, and he loves us. He loves us enough to say, you're going down the wrong track. That's not the way I would have you to go. Let's start over. Let's start afresh. Let's start anew. Amen. He, it, it's still time, but that is what time it is. The world is changing. People are changing. Times are changing. And stuff is happening very, very fast. And, you know, the, the, the part that God is also saying to us is because things are happening so fast, you know, he wants you to mature now. He wants you to grow up now because as this stuff is happening so fast after a while, man, it'll be, you'll be so far behind and we don't have time for that. Amen. We want to be at the head, want to be at the head of the pack. Amen. Smack dab in the middle of the change. Hallelujah. Our God loves us. So acknowledge to him if you've gotten off on the wrong track. Reconnect with him through the word. Take the time to listen to Jesus. Repent. Let the Lord know. Lord, you know, I messed up. Uh, forgive me. Acknowledge your mis mistakes and ask the Lord to forgive you. Amen. And be accountable to somebody. Don't be a maverick just on your own doing your own thing, that's kind of scary when I stop to think about it because we just don't have it like that. I'd rather depend on him. I'd rather depend on the one that has all power in his hand. Amen. Amen. And then in, as a new creature, you've given your life to Christ and take steps in this process to make whatever changes are necessary uh, in your life to align yourself with the things of God. Align yourself with Christian values. Align your behavior. Align your decisions. Align your, you know, your environment with the things of God. That means people too. Amen. Got to be the people of God. Resetting your Christian journey is a process, y'all. It's going to take some time and effort. But with God's help and support, man, we can renew this relationship, our relationship and our journey with him. And my time is well spent. Let's give God praise for the word. Hallelujah. 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 God wants us to renew. Amen. Refresh. And we're just going to go before him and declare his word. Amen. Just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me and dying for me on the cross. Your precious blood washes me clean of every sin. You are my Lord 
and my Savior. Now and forever. I believe you rose from the dead. You are alive today. Because of your finished work, I am now a beloved child of God. Heaven is my home. Thank you for giving me eternal life, filling my heart with your peace, with your joy, with your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you on next time. Until then, remember, if you believe right, you will live right.